Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. That sound you hear is Dory drinking tea. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Uh, I'm drinking tea. That's right. And a big uh, hello to everyone who has found us uh, through Apple Podcasts, probably by good reviews that you guys have left. So we ask that you still do that. Leave those reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts, formerly iTunes. Uh, and don't forget to join our Facebook group. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. And of course, our Patreon, where you can support us and get up to two bonus episodes of the show. Well, they're uh, bonus podcasts. They're not totally this show. I mean, it's us talking, but not always about IVF. Uh, you can go to excellentadventure.com or patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Follow us on Twitter. It's at ExcellentPod. And, of course, our email, doryandmatt at gmail.com and mattanddory at gmail.com. Our phone number, of course, is 413-461-BABY. So, here's an 
update. If you're not a Patreon supporter, you don't know this yet. So, Dory Shafrir visited Dr. Beck again. We got back from Vancouver a week ago. The Couve. And I somehow, miraculously, got my period that day. Whoa. It was a little late. It was a few days late. And, you know, my period is always a little messed up for at least two cycles after a retrieval. Yeah. Now that I've done five, I can say that definitively. There you go. Um, so I was like, okay, it should it should have come two weeks ago. And it was six days late. And I was like, okay, it'll probably just be like three or four days late. And then... I don't know, maybe Dr. Beck won't let me start the cycle because you have to go in on day two and blah, blah, blah. But then it came on the day we were leaving Vancouver. Mm -hmm. So I was able to get in to see her the next morning. She said that the cyst slash leftover follicle from last cycle had disappeared. Mm -hmm. Everything looked fine. And she was like, we're going to replicate the cycle you did for your um, EFT, your endometrial function test, because you got a normal, you got normal results for that. So we're doing that. That's the one, everybody. We're doing it on August 6th. So it's like almost definitely going to be on August 6th, but, you know, as we know with IVF. Oh, boy. Can't count on anything. Here's, here's my nightmare. It's Sunday, the 5th. I doubt it'll be Sunday. I don't even know if they do transfers on the weekends. I think they do them whenever they have to do them, right? I don't know. They can't just not do them on the weekends. I don't know. I think we've discussed this with her. We almost had to do it. The, that, oh, that was a retrieval. That would be very early. Mm-hmm. Like even Monday seems a little early to me, but what do I know? Uh, apparently not enough. Yeah. Uh, so we still have to go see these doctors. So I have another appointment with her on Monday. We're recording this. Well, yeah. So I've, I've been appointed with her Monday, uh, probably the day that you guys will all be hearing this. Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll find out a little bit more. If things are, I, I assume if things are progressing the way that they should be, then I will... We will be all systems go for August 6th. Yeah. So she has me on estrogen patches now. Started with one. Now I'm on two. Well, guys, this is a big, uh, big day here at the podcast. And of course, uh, as seems to always be the case, we go to these appointments middle of the week. So we'll be doing another Patreon episode for the month of July and they'll know before everybody else again. Yep. That's just how we do. That's one of the many benefits that's the only benefit <laughs> of uh, joining our uh, Patreon page. Just in case anyone is scared off, those bonus episodes are only half an hour long. Yeah, so you don't have to look, get through that much. Although yeah. we did do like a 45-minute version um, this month. We did? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we played... Well, yeah, all right, we played that game. Yeah. Uh, that's just some of the fun you guys might be missing. Uh, so... Um, I've never had migraines. I've been having migraines. Three days of migraines. So that's been going great. What do you think this is about? 
Stress? I don't know. Are you that I'm stressed? looking at you going like, stress? Is it you? No. I, don't, I don't know. Am I that stressed? I am stressed out not here. Okay. For sure. You know. But uh, we uh, we guess guess who has made a doctor's appointment to deal with this headache. That's how painful it is. Matt Myra? That's right, Dory Shafrir. Matt Myra is going to the doctor? Matt Myra is going to the doctor. Wait a second. How... Why Why am I just learning about this on the podcast? Because we love to do a little fun thing here called surprise each other with information on the show. Uh, when did you make this appointment? Uh, Friday. I find it very odd that you didn't say anything. Why would you why would you find it odd? Because I have asked you to go to the doctor before and you have refused to go. Well, you asked me to go for nonsense. No, but I also asked you to go for these headaches. Oh boy. Well, guys, tune in next week who's to find this, out who's what's this going doctor? on. I'm going to Cedars. How did you find them? On the website, on the on the uh, What's it called? ZocDoc? Is it a primary care physician or is it a neurologist or what kind of doctor? You're are asking talking so about? many fucking questions. It's rude. Well, anyway, let me look it up here. I'm an inquisitive person. This is not really fun for people well, to listen to. You know, I find it ironic that after all these weeks of you getting so upset that I'm making these appointments and then you make an appointment without even telling me about something that is really affecting you. But it doesn't affect you. It does affect me because oh, I care about you. Oh, it does? How does you. it affect you? Because I care about All you. All I have to do is stare through the waviness and uh, try to concentrate. And I can do podcasts. Oh, boy. Anyway. When is this appointment? Carnes. When is this appointment? It's not important. Don't worry about me. Anyway, back to Dory joined a gym. What kind of doctor are you seeing? I am going to see a brain doctor. Okay. Of the brain kind. I'm going to see a, a regular doctor. Kearns. A doctor at... at s- like a like an internist? Yes. And then I have to then get the brain recommendation from the brain. For the brain. You can't just make an appointment with a brain doctor. I don't know. I've never made an appointment with a brain doctor. Can you make an appointment with a brain doctor? I have just no willy idea. nilly? I, I don't know. I'd love to. Anyway. All right. Well, I'm excited. Tune in for that, I'm, everybody. I'm glad that you're finally going to the doctor. Well, look. If you felt the way my head felt... You would have made a doctor's appointment, too. Dory came home, and I was in the fetal position in bed. Well, I wasn't fetal. I was laying on my side. And then I decided to play guitar. Somehow that helped, even though it was loud. Do you still have a migraine? Uh, I still have, like, a little bit behind my eye right now. Now that you're asking about it, let's focus on it. Okay, cool. Let's absorb it. All right. Mm, Yeah. Anyway. Back to our updates. Dory, you joined a gym. I did join a gym. Tell people about it. Well, you know, in all of this, like, chaos around IVF and being able to work out, not being able to work out, being able to do some stuff but not other stuff, I've lately just been feeling like it would be nice to just have a gym to go to. Mm -hmm. And so I finally today joined the gym unbelievable i know it's a great story close to close to the home close to the home what's your plan for during the two-week wait you're gonna walk on a treadmill i think i'm thinking i'm gonna walk on a treadmill is that it 
That's all you can do, huh? I don't know. Well, you know, this gym has a pool. Yeah. So I'm going to ask if I can do some light, you know, some like breaststroke or something, like some light swimming. Some light uh, water cardio. Some light water cardio. You thought about some water aerobics with some old folks? They don't have water aerobics at this gym, I Not yet. You did um, ask. That's funny. Well, I mostly asked because I wanted to know if there were times of the week or times of the day when the pool was not accessible because there were water aerobics classes. Yeah. And the woman who was like giving me a tour was like, no, we don't have those. And I was like, good. That's actually the answer I wanted. Oh. <laughs> um, but I can't, you know, you can't do yoga. You can't work out strenuously. I mean, maybe I could do a station. I could probably do like a stationary bike. Well, that sounds like not a ton of fun. No. Why not be able to get on a regular bike that moves? Because they don't want you to fall off a regular bike that moves. Oh, I see. That's all making some sense to me right yeah, now. Yeah, you actually can't ride a bike. Um, what else is happening here? I might be at the Star Trek convention over the weekend in Las Vegas. I still don't know. I thought you were definitely going. You just didn't know it your seems, schedule. It seems like I'm going. I've seen my contract written over 400 times by my lawyer. Okay. I don't know anything about it other than that, really. I might Is there be doing, like I'm an organizer doing, you can I'm going to be doing five panels. Wow. I think if I go, I'm going to be moderating five panels. And if anyone is going to that and I'm there, say hello. Uh, there's a chance Dory would come too. But now with this whole situation of uh, IVF, and a, and a transfer she might not be able to make it uh and i might be spending my birthday by myself i really hope that's not the case it's okay i've spent i spent plenty by myself yeah but now you're married you're not supposed to spend birthdays by yourself well these are just some of the things that happen here with schedules and life nowadays i'm also a grown man it's not a, an important birthday it's you know. It is an important birthday. It's a I, milestone birthday. I don't think it is. I don't think 35 is a milestone. Yes, it is. Well, I don't. So I think like 40 and then 80. Those are the next two. Really? Yeah. Hmm, I would say 50. No, I think you can skip the 50. No. We had a surprise party for my mom's 50th. Oh, how was it? It was really fun. She was genuinely surprised. Oh. In large part because she never suspected that my dad would be able to pull something like that off. I would be surprised that he had anything to do with it. He had some he had some to do with it. Yeah. I mean that's the, that's the best surprise there. It's just <laughs> Exactly. I mean he he was the one who like he kept it a secret. Yeah. But we know he's good at keeping secrets. Uh-huh. Um but he was the one who like got her out of the house and got her back to the house. You know what I mean? Like that I trust him to do. Yeah. Yeah. So come to the gym. Yeah. We're gone for three hours. That's plenty of time to set up a surprise fiftieth <laughs> birthday party. Exactly. Uh what's going what else is going on with you besides headaches? Headaches, maybe a Star Trek convention. Um you know, work's going. It's a lot. Yeah. Lots happening. Yeah. Doing the last uh Last James Bonding of the season will be airing on Tuesday. Congratulations. Thanks. Then we can, I can, uh, that's one less podcast I have to record for a bit. I think we're going to be off until uh, early fall. Okay. Then we'll be back in action. Um, but I'm going to enjoy the little break. And uh, in the meantime, I will uh, keep everyone posted on the headaches. And I don't need uh, a lot of migraine remedies. 
that's my fear is that we'll get a lot of submissions. We've, I mean, we have a lot of submissions about migraines because this has come up before. Yeah. So who was it? Me or you? No, it must've been you. It was, no, I've never had a migraine in my life. Oh. It was a listener. Oh. I'm saying like we've already gotten a lot of suggestions from listeners. Well, there you go. About migraines. So I can just do a, you know, I can search our email for migraine remedies if uh, you're interested. I'll tell you what's been helping a lot. Uh, just in general, uh, I've been I'm trying to meditate on a daily basis here, believe it or not, everyone. And uh, it's actually I've been doing, it's been very helpful. There's one sleep meditation I've been listening to on this app that we'll be telling you more about in the ads. This is not an ad, this part here, and uh, I've yet to hear the end of it. Wow. So That's good. So you fall, you fall asleep before the end. Right. That's great. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's great. So stay tuned for more on that, everybody. But right now, is there anything else? Mm. No doctor's appointments you haven't told me about? Nope. Okay. The microphone just went away. Um, okay, guys, it is now time to hear from you, the listeners. And up first, we have Peter and Hillary. So, Peter and Hillary say, Hi, Matt and Dory. First off, I want to say thank you for the podcast. What you've done to bring infertility issues to a wider audience. And what for you've done. Uh, my wife and I have been listening to you two from the beginning of Excellent Adventure. And as we don't know anyone who have gone through fertility, you have been a support in helping us to know we are not alone. I have been a fan of Matt's from the other podcasts, uh, from other podcasts, and I also pre-ordered Start Up a Novel by Dory Shafrir. Thank you. Uh, for my wife, uh, and she has been keeping up with Dory's writing ever since then. Oh, Hopefully so nice. there's more of it coming. Uh, I must thank Dory for making me get involved in the infertility coverage with my employer. After hearing her talk about advocating for infertility coverage while at BuzzFeed, I started to get involved and reached out to my HR department and union representative. I work for the city of Seattle, and trying to get a change to happen in such a large organization can take time. I was not in, not expecting to see the coverage change in time to benefit my wife and I, but I was hoping I would ha I would I could move the conversation forward to get coverage for future city of Seattle employees. I worked to bombard the city HR and union through email writing campaign and with coworkers asking about getting fertility treatments covered when our benefits were renegotiated. It paid off. I got a call this morning. Uh, from my union rep that the city is going to make the change to medical benefits starting January 1, 2019. And the coverage is going from uh, covering just diagnostic procedures up to 2000 with a lifetime cap for medication only uh, to now covering diagnostics and increasing the lifetime cap to $10,000, including artificial insemination, ovulation, induction. Uh, while this is not full coverage, this will help many people, and uh, and the change will even benefit my wife and I as we go through this exhaustive and expensive process. So, I wanted to say thank you. I would never have thought this was something that I could have changed. You two should be proud of what you have done, and we are grateful uh, to know that we are not alone in all of this. Matt and Dory, next time you're in Seattle, dinner on us. Thank you, Peter and Hillary. I am just sitting here beaming. You've, that's, you, you like making a difference citywide. I taught a man to fish. Yes. Yep, you did not give him that fish. No, but I taught him how to fish. Yep. Which is weird because I don't know how to fish, but yep. I taught him. Yep. And I, I love hearing stories like this. That is, uh, it's super cool. That, it's that, so cool. 
I mean, look, the city uh, employees of Seattle are having no small part uh, Dory Shafrir to thank for their new fertility benefits. Must credit Dory Shafrir. Uh, Peter, uh, you've done nothing. This is all Dory. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, it's really cool. I also think, like, it's not like it's not like when you're applying for a job to start asking about infertility coverage. But if you're already in a job, what do you have to lose by asking for infertility coverage? You're just, I mean, just annoying people. That's all. It's not annoying people. Well, look, I think that's uh, good advice. If you're if you work at a place that has decent benefits coverage. And an HR department that answers the phone, then I, I would say it's worth a call. Yeah. Be like Peter and Hillary. Be the Peter and Hillary of your place of work. And I also love that he has a government job and he still did it. You know, like, yeah. I think what he said is is true that, you know, oftentimes it's it feels like government can move so slowly and and i think sometimes people who work in the public sector feel like it might be fruitless to right. bring this stuff up but i think it's worth a shot obviously i mean look it, this is amazing yeah it's probably the best thing we have heard from people on the podcast we don't care about your babies <laughs> this is different <laughs> this is this is city hall this we we, we fought city hall and we won uh, this is from Lara. Hi, Dorian Matt. I have so many things that I keep thinking I should email about, but I will try to make uh, not make this a 10-page email. First of all, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law went to CCRM after a failed cycle at a clinic in Arizona, uh, and while it cost them a lot, they were successful and still have five uh, normal embryos left, and she is 40. All right. However, they've mentioned several times how expensive the clinic is. My brother-in-law claims an FET there is 10K. Uh, have they given you any pricing info? You might want to get that before you get too far. Yeah, I think we got yeah, the, we got the 23. pricing info. Their, their pricing info is actually, they publicly posted on their website. Yeah. They're pretty transparent about how expensive they are. Uh, also, yes, billing departments suck at every fertility clinic. We went to Duke Fertility in uh, NC, where we used to live, and I can't say enough uh, great things about the clinic, but the billing department was awful. And they had free parking. Oh, clinic hmm. was awesome parking was uh free and the ability department sucked hmm. uh okay i am listening to the recent episode where you're talking about how to make all the decisions how you make all the decisions dory that's you mm. and you want me matt to mm -hmm. participate mm -hmm. i do the exact same thing with my husband mm -hmm. he wanted a baby but he did not really want to do ivf he was fine with contributing to try to naturally or fostering but i just could not get on board at the time he agreed to do ivf but after a f our first retrieval and two transfers failed he said he would never do it again lucky he came around but it was just very much my decision on my terms i know my husband and he wouldn't agree if he wasn't okay with it but he was never really involved i did all my own shots which was fine she's a control freak she's her words not mine oh i see uh he only came to the big appointments, and he just wasn't super invested in the process. But once we got a positive test, he was a dad and has been 100% in. He never once held it against me, and I'm so glad that I steered the ship on that one. Our son is 16 months old, and my husband is ready to do another fresh embryo transfer, frozen embryo transfer. Not a f the F. I don't like these uh, acronyms because I know it's, it's like confusing. It should be a fret. Yeah, yeah, I guess. 
A then, fret it's not really, a, then it's not really an acronym. Oh, no. And also fresh and frozen are yeah. both FR. Mm-hmm. What about... What if we just said fresh embryo transfer or frozen embryo transfer? No. It doesn't have a good ring uh, to it. I had to reframe my mind that it wasn't that he doesn't care about all this, but that he feels like it's something he can't fully participate in, which I guess is true. It would be great if Matt could give you more of what you want, and maybe you can also try to see from his perspective a little more. Anyway, hang in there. I know this absolutely sucks, uh, but really, seriously, so worth it. Now I have my son. I realized that I would do IVF every day for the rest of my life to have him. Okay, that's crazy. Well, I think once you're there, you'll know. Mm-hmm. Uh, telling someone it's like to have a child is like telling a blind person what the color blue is. She speaks in prose now. I <laughs> uh, can't really understand it until you're there, and it's everything. Sending best wishes, Laura. Thank you, Laura. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about my participation in this? I feel like you've been pretty on board. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm getting some sort of bad rap over here via the last conversation about CCRM and that phone call. Um, I feel like... Mostly because they think you make all the decisions. But, I mean, the nitty-gritty of it, of course, that's all handled by your scheduling and such. But, mm-hmm. you know, everything else I try to have input in. Yeah. And be involved in. So. I appreciate that you've come to so many appointments. Yeah. Look, I'm happy to, if, especially if it's not a scheduling conflict with anything, I'm happy to go. Sometimes traffic's a little crazy, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I know what you mean. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder what I'm going to have to do on Monday. If I get out of the gym at 6.30, I mean, it's essentially a go-home shower and turn back around. Why don't you just shower at the gym? Because then I will shower at the gym, and then I'll be out there mm, for an hour. hour. <laughs> right. I mean, I guess I could work out longer. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. You everybody. could pull an Avishai. Yeah, I could finish up and then and, and then, then work out and then for another keep hour. Working out. Yep. This sounds like a terrible <laughs> idea. But congratulations on uh, the little one, uh, Laura, and uh, here's to many more. If you want more, I suppose. And now I've lost uh, my... Okay, honey, I'm, t- I'm being told now. It's time for you to play a voicemail regarding decisions. Mm, okay. This is, she's never written this down before. You know, I decided to write it down because I feel like sometimes I forget to play the voicemails. We actually got a bunch of voicemails this week. Great. So Glad people are calling. And, and I thought I would play them at thematically appropriate points in the podcast now that we're 95 episodes in. She's really done a lot of more effort on her other show. And now knows how podcasts work. Wow. What? Rude. Was it? Yes. How so? Hey, guys. It's Ashley in Northampton, Massachusetts. Um, I just had to pause the podcast because you guys were in the middle of arguing about Matt not participating as much as he would like, Dory, in the decision about going to CCRM. And I feel like I could relate to that so much. Um, my husband and I have some kids, and I feel like all of the decisions that we make about them, he's like, well, you tell me what you think, because I know that whatever you want is what's going to happen. And it's really frustrating to me, because I feel like it's a cop-out. Like, he doesn't want to think about it. He knows that I know more, so instead of doing any research or thinking about it, he just, like, 
pawns it off to me. And so I just commiserate with you, Dory, and I feel you. And hopefully um, Matt just helps you understand a little bit more where Dory is coming from. We just want partners not to have to make the decision and then live with the decisions ourselves. Oh, my God. And have somebody be like, well, you wanted this in five years. You so, wanted this. Good luck, guys. Yeah, that's me. Uh, I feel like I'm getting attacked weirdly over here on this whole CCRM discussion, which is... I don't think you're getting attacked. Well, it feels like it. I think people are just highlighting that these are issues that come up in other marriages. I knew what I wanted to do, and I told you what I wanted to do, and we're doing what I wanted to do. But the way you went about that... No, 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 because it was... There were two options, right? I was fine with either option. I was leaning more towards the option that we're currently doing, right? So, and I was fine enough that had you said vehemently that you wanted to pursue option B, we would be doing option B. Okay, I don't really want to relitigate I this. I don't want to relitigate it either, but, but I feel like I, and what I, is happening and here. And I feel like you were, not, you were not clear about what you actually preferred. I did not get that sense. When? When we were having this discussion. This is, of course, you re- just referring said, to the discussion where I then fell asleep for 12 hours. Yes. So, you know, this look. This is crazy. I'm, <laughs> this is like, I mean, I'm just, I feel like everyone now thinks that that's the norm of our relationship regarding IVF, that I will uh, be indecisive and make you decide, which is not at all what has happened. Do you think that it is? I think there is sometimes a tendency to be like, I'll do whatever you want to do. Well, the tendency here is to make you as happy as possible. Right. But sometimes I want to have a collaborative discussion about it and not just have to always like Uh, know exactly what I want. Then I think that if you say I'd like to have a collaborative discussion about this, that's what you want. And then we will do that. Okay. That's good to know. So, and I will do that moving forward. I just don't understand how much more supportive I could be. This is out of control. Dory. Men, am I right? There is another voicemail called Marriage Goals. This sounds like it might yet be another attack over on Matt. Well, you're wrong. Hi, Matt, Dory, and Bo. Cute little Bo. Oh, where, um, how do we get Bo? I just wanted to give you some feedback about your marriage goals episode. I have to say it was was one of my favorites so far. Um, I think I'm on like 26. I'm currently listening to say that was a couple episodes ago, but I love like couple fights. Not like bad couple fights, but I think couple fights are like hilarious, like what couples like argue about. Uh, My husband and I argue about so much because we're so different. Um, So I just like laugh so hard because my husband is the planner and I hate plans. Like I hate planning so much because I like don't want to think about anything other than like what I have to do. Like work, Mm -hmm. raise kid, Mm -hmm. be wife, cook. Like I don't need to like be making all these plans on top of it. So Matt, I totally get you, but I love to do stuff. Like I'll do whatever my husband plans. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. much good with. I'm almost not there. There's kind of a difference there, (laughs) but I like hate making the plans. And all he wants to do is like have me start making plans. But then when I do make plans, he doesn't like them. So I'm like, dude, rock in a hard space. I get it. Anyway, um, I love your guys' relationship. I think it's like so funny. 
and hilarious and share more arguments. I think it's amazing. Oh, <laughs> and you it's got, real. You've got plenty ahead. Anyway, best of luck to you guys. I can't wait to get all caught up. Have a good one. Bye. I hope to hear from her again. You were so skeptical going into that voicemail. You thought, here we go again. And lo and behold, it was someone who had only listened to 26 episodes. Well, I was still uh, kind and naive then. <laughs> it was less a, that's a, that's a full on year and some change ago. Yep. Boy. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house, and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a... Just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, They'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know those like, you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Has anyone else attacked me in the emails? 
Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, we have an email from Amanda. Honey, would you like to read or? Sure. I would love a sip of water. Okay. We're both so parched. What's mm. happening? Are, are we, is it dry in here? I could check the, uh, the, uh, the hydrometer. Um, no, I think I'm good. Okay. All right. Here we're, in, we- we're in my office, which is supposed to be more humid than the rest of the house because of wood for these yeah. guitars. So, honey, do you remember last week we heard from a woman who has a syndrome that, like, she doesn't produce something about her pituitary gland? I do. And she was wondering if, if anyone had done a fresh protocol in preparation for a frozen transfer? Yes. Okay. Believe it or not, an FET protocol for an FET transfer. No. What? A retrieval protocol, then the FET protocol, then the FET. Wow. I was so excited to hear someone write into the podcast about Kalman syndrome. I also have Kalman's, and it's pretty rare and even more rare in women. As the writer said, it's caused by a lack of the gonadotropin-releasing hormone, GnRH, that signals all the rest. Sorry, everyone. I was try- quietly trying to get some water. And it went very badly. <laughs> Could not have gone worse. <laughs> I just have to apologize to everyone, including including our emailer. Oh, boy. Sorry, everybody. Oh, you made the dog next door bark. <laughs> Even he heard it. <laughs> anyway, okay. Signals all the rest of the reproductive hormones to do their thing. I think of it as though all of my machinery works, but it's never been turned on. Fun fact, patient w- patients with Kalman's also lack a sense of smell. The good news is that fertility treatments work for many Kalman's patients. I mean, for having a baby, not for gaining a sense of smell. Anyway, to answer your writer's question, I am currently pregnant from a frozen embryo transfer using estrogen and progesterone in a pretty normal protocol. But it took a few tries, and my doctor did mention switching to using stim medications, Menopure and or Folistim to prepare for an FET instead. Those meds are expensive, so we decided to try one more round the cheaper way, and it worked. Oh, my God. My issue was lining thickness. I struggled to develop a thick enough lining using estrogen only, and my lining looked like looked the best during cycles for egg retrieval when I was on those stim medications. I tried various methods of taking estrogen and added in other things like vitamin E and Viagra. Hello. Which were supposed to help with lining thickness, but nothing really changed. I have no idea really why the final FET worked when the previous ones didn't, but one change I made is fairly specific to Kalman's and may have helped. For a few months before that last cycle, instead of taking birth control pills, I used a cyclic hormone replacement regimen. Mm. In other words, I took estrogen continuously, but progesterone for only 12 days a month. The idea was that my uterus never had practiced growing a lining. Hmm. I've been on birth control for hormone replacement ever since puberty, and the continuous dose of progesterone in birth control pills suppresses lining development. So maybe by giving it a few months of practice, it would respond better. My RE did not believe in this idea, but said it wouldn't hurt. And my lining was maybe a little better, but barely, like a 7.2 millimeter instead of 6.8. I also tried every random internet tip I could find, like downing red raspberry tea and pomegranate juice, getting acupuncture, and using heating pads. So who knows? I just know that if I do another FET in the future, I'll ask to do the cyclic regimen again ahead of time because it was easy enough and might have helped. 
So good luck to the original writer. In case she's not aware, there are a few active Kalman's groups on Facebook and an upcoming meeting in Boston in November. Mm. Uh, cheers, Amanda. So she's going to Cheers? Yep. Wow. Yep, that's why she's going to Boston. That's why I, I, listen, I try to go as often as I can. Um, all right, we heard from a couple more people about this. This, this The lining uh, signal was strong. Okay, week. good. Thick, I would say. Thick, yes. From Melanie. Hi, guys. I'm writing in response to the emailer who wanted to know if anyone had done a frozen embryo transfer in a fresh protocol. I did this with a PGS-tested embryo. It was the first time my clinic had done that, but they didn't see any reason not to. I did get pregnant but had a miscarriage. We later found out the miscarriage was due to endometrial receptivity timing. Personally, I'm not sure I would go that route again just because it was so much easier on my body the next time doing a frozen embryo transfer after having time to recover from the retrieval, but I don't see any medical reason not to do it, nor did my doctor. Hmm. Um, okay. Then Laura also emailed and said she has a history of shitty lining. Um, she Oh, she also says she can address two signals in one story. Okay. That's a, I like the efficiency of that. Well, she yeah. says talk about efficiency. Well, there you go. Uh, I have a shitty. I have a history of shitty lining. So to the caller who wanted to know about tricks to make it thicker, I believe that a change in my protocol is really what did it for me. This is where the other signal comes into play. I had several cycles canceled due to my lining decreasing while on estrogen patches or vaginal estrace pills. After two canceled cycles, I knew we needed to try something new. I got a second opinion, and that doctor look at, looked at my records and saw that my lining got to over 10 millimeters during my fresh cycle. That said, her recommendation, and ultimately what we moved forward with, was doing a light-stimulated FET. I did mm. gonal F injections nightly. It was a low dose, and we did not go through a retrieval. Instead, we triggered ovulation and just transferred the following week. My lining looked great, and it was a bit over 9 millimeters. So, yes, you can transfer frozen embryos in a stimulated cycle. Okay, that's a good, that's an answer. That is an answer. And then Erica emailed to say she almost fell off the treadmill when she heard Caitlin's protocol signal in episode 94. Oh, my God. That would have been a disaster. I have empty Sella syndrome. Uh, you know, 95 episodes in and we are still hearing new things. It's amazing. Which means I'm missing about 95% of my pituitary gland and similar, similarly do not ovulate or get a period without menopure. And I've never heard of anyone else who has something similar. Hmm. My husband and I moved on to IVF after three timed intercourse cycles using menopure and Ovidrel. When we did IVF, our most successful retrieval round used menopure only six vials a day. Ooh, Wow. With no gonal F and adding HGH. That is a lot. I also have terrible lining issues. I've never gotten above six millimeters, and I don't respond at all to synthetic estrogen, whether in patches or pills. So for mm. our frozen transfer, my RE used the same protocol to stimulate my lining that we use for our timed intercourse cycles, two vials of Venipur a day, followed by the Ovidrol shot and the PIO shots. It's annoying because you have to go in for monitoring every other day to check lining and follicle size, even though those eggs aren't being collected for IVF to trigger at the right time. To ensure the lining will be receptive to the transfer, and it's super expensive, but this protocol did result in an acceptable lining of six millimeters for me, and the good news is we got pregnant on this cycle. Nice. So yes, an FET can be done using a fresh transfer protocol. Unfortunately, and pretty devastatingly, we recently found out that we'd suffered a missed miscarriage around uh. seven weeks after hearing the heartbeat at six weeks, but I don't think that's related to the protocol. 
I do have a signal of my own to send out. Oh. Our longer backstory is that this is actually our fourth lost pregnancy. All three of our timed intercourse cycles were successful in the sense that I got pregnant, but very sadly lost two to missed miscarriages, and one was a corneal pregnancy. Hmm. A rare type of ectopic that is fatal in one out of 50 pregnancies and which required chemotherapy and multiple uterine surgeries before we could try again. Wow. Jesus. At least two of those pregnancies were chromosomally normal, both tested after the miscarriage. So now we are trying to figure out if the issue is the embryos, Mm -hmm. e.g. something that can't be detected by PGS testing or my uterus. If it's the embryos, we are thinking of going to CCRM, but we live in San Francisco and there's a satellite office up here. So we are wondering if the success of CCRM is something that is universal to all offices or specific to the Colorado lab. We hear they have very high standards across their lab boards. We do hear that. Dory, did you consider using the CCRM clinic in LA or is the lab in Colorado the only one with the facilities that have the amazing successes? Similarly, does anyone know if CCRM Colorado is worth going to for issues other than embryo quality? If the problem does seem to be in my uterus, I don't want to trek down to Denver if that clinic won't be any better than my current doctor at solving my issues. I guess this is a clinic signal being sent out for anyone with knowledge of CCRM, their satellite offices, and recurrent miscarriages. Before I sign off, I also just wanted to say how much your podcast has helped me get through these past few years of infertility. Listening to you guys share your successes and heartbreaks has reminded me that I'm not alone in this interminable process. So... Thanks for being so open with your lives and giving us strangers a community for support. P.S. Dory, a few episodes ago, there was a question from someone wondering what people going through IVF want to hear, if not success stories. And on your last episode of Forever 35, I realized I heard it there. When Glynis McNichol talked about being childless and still living a full and happy life with the same ups and downs as anyone else, that helped ease my fear of ending up childless. Hearing that life can still be okay without children was a gift I didn't know I needed. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. We should get that gift more often. Yeah. Quick. Maybe you should listen to that episode. Oh, no, honey. I can't. Why? Not until you listen to a Star Trek, the next conversation. But your episodes are so long. (laughs) (laughs) All right. How about a James Bonding? But those are so long. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? We do a lot of long talking. You do long talking about nothing. That's long sort of my talking. I like to really just do as much talking about nothing as possible, mostly because that's what distracts me from the world. Speaking of distractions, mm-hmm. let's hear from another sponsor. Oh, okay. Hey guys, it's Matt. Uh, this episode of Mandory's Excellent Adventure is brought to you by Simple Habit. This is what I was telling you guys about earlier, where I was like, stay tuned for the ad, because it's about exactly what I'm talking about. Simple Habit is a five-minute meditation app designed to help busy people achieve more and live better in a series of guided meditations. Now, it's only five minutes a day to help reduce stress, improve focus, relax, faster breathe easier and so much more you can browse over a thousand different topics you can create customized playlists i've already created a couple of playlists actually and set daily reminders so you can live at ease my reminder goes off at 9 p.m at night uh perfect for a busy lifestyle with an on-the-go feature can quickly calm your nerves and anxiety to achieve mindfulness uh it's meditation guides for specific uh lifestyles and symptoms all designed by the world's best teachers and range from mindfulness uh and uh, the these teachers, sorry, 
my brain just broke because I haven't even done the simple habit yet today. And had I done it prior to this ad read, I would have been more focused and said, the world's best teachers that range from mindfulness experts at Google to firm, former monks. See, that, that was much clearer now. It was. Uh, so my personal experience with this app is that it has uh, helped me quite a bit in the last week and a half with sleep. Uh, there are some sleep meditations on there that can help you uh, go to sleep. There was even a nap meditation the other day that I used. Uh, also, I came home from dinner the other night and I was like, what have you been up to? And you said, well, I meditated for 40 minutes. Yeah, because you don't have to stop at five minutes. Sometimes there are programs that are like seven, five minute episodes and you can just continue to go. Yeah. Um, you have gotten very into this app. Yeah. So I'm just looking at my profile here. Uh, and the one I've been listening to most to go to sleep is by Matt Young. It's called uh, Worry-Free Sleep. Uh, finding comfort. It's 37 minutes long. And as I said earlier, I have not yet I love that. heard the end of it. I love so, that. Uh, if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about it, then I don't know what does. And you guys can try it for seven days for free uh, and access the premium library. You can visit simplehabit.com forward slash adventure. That's simplehabit.com forward slash adventure for a seven-day trial to the premium library. Seriously, if you have any trouble sleeping whatsoever, I just put the little Apple earbuds in, lay on my back, listen to it. I'm out. I'm out like a light. It's amazing. You've also been doing it during the day. Yes, I've been doing the other ones during yeah. the day. They, they have ones to like unwind after work, yeah. to get focused. They have things, uh, morning, start your day off right. I've done that too. Uh, try it out, guys, uh, and then let me know. I'm really very curious what you guys think. Anyway, that's uh, simplehabit.com forward slash adventure uh, for a free seven-day trial of the premium library. Give it a go. Okay. We've returned. I've now told you about Simple Habit. Yep. Uh, which I have used uh, and, and continue to use. 240 total minutes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 14 sessions. That's amazing. You know, it's a good time. So there you go. What is next? Do you have any more voicemails? Yes, I do. Oh, boy. Did you write it down? Yep. Great. See, right here it says, says, says that. Oh boy, here we go, everybody. Okay. Hi, guys. It's Ruthie from Boston <laughs> here. Just, it's been a while, so I wanted to call in um, and complain about people I hate. Yes. So just a quick Ruthie gets someone us. made me the other day that annoyed the crap out of me. Um, Dory, I thought you'd appreciate it. She said to me, you were just meant to do so many other things before becoming a mom. Hmm. And I looked at her and I said, oh, really? Like doing my kitchen <laughs> why would anybody ever say that to me how would that ever make me feel better it's also not true it makes zero sense but i also wanted to say that i really appreciated dory's rant about um the clinic and everything being a waste of time i feel the same way just one big fat time waste and anyway i just wanted to tell you that somebody said that to me you were meant to do so many other things before becoming a mom. Really? Fascinating. Tell me more about that. Anyway, everything sucks. See ya. <laughs> Ruthie, please call in every week. <laughs> anyway, everything sucks. That's amazing. 
I really enjoy her missives. Uh, she is a, she's a treat. She's a treat. Um, I thought we'd hear one more voicemail before we move okay. on to another email. We can do that. And Ruthie, I agree. Why would anyone say that? It's so dumb. Uh, yeah, I don't know what uh, what, am I, what what are we meant to do, everyone. I mean, <laughs> hi Matt and Dory. My name is B, and I live in the Northeast. And I'm also a healthcare provider. And I wanted to just call and um, provide another perspective from a healthcare provider. Albeit, I am not a physician. I am a physician assistant, um, which is kind of like a nurse practitioner. And I am on the IVF gauntlet. Um, I'm 34 as of three days ago. My husband's 35, and we've been trying to conceive for about two years. We have done four IUIs and one round of IVF with nothing to show for it, no embryos. Um, And as a healthcare provider, listening to your show um, has only – I mean, I think I can relate because I'm going through it, but – I tend to feel like any information you can get about the other side of the coin in terms of healthcare, what your patients are going through is valuable. Um, As for me, I tend to have a lot of patients that I see that I diagnosed with um, various stages of cancer. And while I always try to approach that with the kind of mindset, what if this was me or my parent or my spouse, um, you can create a callus to that. And I think, um, hopefully, if a healthcare provider is listening to your podcast, they get more and more experience with how devastating infertility can be for a couple, um, or a person, not just emotionally, but financially, and how it can impact kind of all spokes of your life. Um, And then the other thing, two other things I wanted to say. One is, does CCRM have, I I thought they had satellite um, offices all over, and Mm -hmm. I think I heard that they just opened one in the Boston area. Um, Is that not an option, or do you have to go to sort of the CCRM mecca of Denver? Um, And then the other question I have is just throwing out an egg signal. Um, Does anyone have experience with... Um, claiming their out-of-pocket expenses on their taxes, we are going to approach the probably twenty to 25000 out-of-pocket this year. Yeah, and we've done it. I know that there's some money that we can gain um, back, and if anyone has experience with that, I'd love to hear how they did that and if they did it on their own or had to use a tax professional because my lovely husband tends to just do the... Uh, online 1040 easy approach um thank you guys your podcast has been a huge part of my feeling normal through this process um huge and um i think she got cut off she got cut off that was was three minutes wrapping it up though she's wrapping it up uh we've done it uh but we have used our, our accountant has done it um you can de- if you, but you can if deduct- you itemize if you itemize you can take the medical deduction. Um, I believe it is anything above ten percent of your gross income yeah. you can deduct. So, just to make the math easy, let's say your 
income is $100,000, you can deduct anything above $10,000. So if you're if your expenses were $20,000, you could deduct 10,000 of that. Yeah. Uh, and it might, if you're going to do the itemized thing, it might be worth looking into an account and doing yeah. your taxes this year just for the, it, cause it will, it would save you uh, more than you'll spend on that. Um, and that's sort of why accountants exist mm-hmm. to do the stuff that, uh, quite frankly, I don't feel like doing. Nope. Um, now here comes, comes some deep thoughts from anonymous writing a response to the pastor who contacted you guys last week i'm so thrilled to hear from someone of faith uh to hear someone of faith express the opinions that he expressed i feel like it's an awkward time in our country for people of faith people don't think for a moment that i am one of the nutcases who think christians are persecuted in any way instead I feel like those very vocal crazies on the other side or the on one side or the other tend to take away from what the vast majority of people actually believe, preach uh, and preach, which is importance of love throughout my infertility experience. I've absolutely blamed myself and felt deeply that I was being punished for decisions I made earlier in my life. I led a youth group and despite really emphasizing to kids, God loves them no matter what. I never truly internalized the message. I recently got the opportunity to travel to Central America to do mission work. I spent a week without TV, internet, phone, or distractions. I was able to write in a journal, read, and discuss a number of ideas with intelligent people. I realized that once removed from all the noise of society, I am so loved and cared for. That's not God who tells us that we are unworthy. It's all the noise around us. No matter who we are, no matter the mode we choose to worship, we are just loved. Why do bad things happen to us? Because the world is an imperfect place. People who advertise religion as a one-stop shop for solving all your problems have it wrong. God isn't fixing my infertility, and he didn't cause it. Instead, he is here loving me and making me feel supported. And I might add, I believe from the bottom of my heart uh, that love extends to all people, regardless of how you worship. Uh, I may have been raised Presbyterian, but I don't think he loves me any differently or any more than if I was raised Catholic or Jewish or Muslim or Buddhist. Uh, after a lot of years, we know we won't have biological children. Maybe we will adopt. Maybe we won't. We will have time to decide. I don't really think there is some bigger plan for us. There is just what we think we can handle and are willing to go through. Uh, uh, lastly, I believe in really taking in and soaking enjoy wherever you can. And then they recently discovered the Goldbergs after having watched so many dark shows like Game of Thrones, Leftovers and Handmaid's Tale. And uh, they say it's exactly uh, what they needed. Uh, they brought literal gales. It, the job has brought little ga- literal gales of laughter to at least two people when everything else was really bumming them out. Uh, lots of love and thank you for all that you do. That's so nice. It is very nice. It is uh, hard sometimes when you're in there to realize that people out there enjoy it because <laughs> you're just you're in a whirlwind. Right. Uh, trying to get everything done. Um, now, Dory, we have another email. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, this is from no one yet. I don't, no, I don't see a name. Uh, I listened to your most recent... I think it's on the previous page. Oh, it is. From Christine. I listened to your most recent episode, and you mentioned uh, MFM. Your what is that reaction made me laugh because I too said the same thing to my OBGYN, uh, referred me uh, out after my last high risk pregnancy. It is maternal fetal medicine. Ah. There you go. Shameless plug. All right. I went to the MFM subspecialty based out of a large women's hospital in uh, Pittsburgh. I'm providing a link here. Best, best describes what they do. It's uh, upmc.com and look for their uh, high-risk pregnancy and maternal fetal medicine. That page is available. It's a long URL. Otherwise, I would say the whole thing. I love going to the MFM uh, because the docs and nurses can leverage all the resources and ease uh, of access from a major hospital while also tapping into their combined years of experience with high-risk pregnancies. I was nervous leading up to the initial consult until the doctor who sat across me pulled up all my medical records in the past 10 years and asked me all the right questions regarding my previous pregnancy, my desired birth plan, and what the options are available to me with my chronic conditions. The MFM here uh, can also refer you to to the midwives department. Side note, my partner overheard an episode the other day and said something along the lines of, wow, he must really like her, referring to Dory. Honey, I do. I really like you. (laughs) Made me laugh because he only heard bits and pieces uh, from me playing the podcast while I do the dishes and fold laundry. He has no clue that you're married. (laughs) Ha! So I guess it's a good sign. You sound like you like it. I, I read that as, wow, he must really like her, like... She's so crazy. He must he must really like her to put up with that. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the truth though. Uh thank you for that email, Christine. Um now we have another email before we get to another voicemail, honey. Mm-hmm. And uh this is so carefully curated, I don't want to disturb the plan. This is from Reed. I'm a recent listener. Started at the beginning, and now I'm on episode eight. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I love these people who email us when they're literally 90 episodes behind. Uh, My husband and I have been trying for almost a year and a half. Past six cycles have been medicated, Clomid and Femora. Uh, We've done our fifth IUI this month, and we are in the two-week wait. We saw an RE who who was horrible. We ultimately decided not to use who he told me, uh, and my AMH level was low for my age. Uh, and if we have, if we want a chance, we need to do IVF right away. We got a second opinion who suggested we try one or two medicated IUIs with slightly different protocol and then go on to IVF. Husband is 43, good normal sperm count, uh, and I'm 33, despite... Um, I'm sorry, everything besides my AMH checks out so far. We've discussed that we can only really, not maybe not even, afford to do one retrieval. And if we had enough viable embryos or so, we maybe could do additional transfers, uh, but we would need to repeat the whole retrieval process again. My husband is adamant uh, he not waste money on a second time around. It didn't work the first time. Oh, he says that now. 
He's going to be wasting a lot. Actually, hope he doesn't have to. But when it comes down to it, people who say that will waste money. Uh, I'm young, so the egg quality shouldn't be a factor, but I might run out of eggs at some point in the relatively near future. Would you, would, is this related to the AMH level? Maybe. Uh, anyway, long-winded way of asking, especially because your first transfer was a negative, if you feel like it's even worth going into the process if you can only do one cycle. Uh, it's all sort of, it's sort of all or nothing, but it's so stressful that it makes me jump. Uh, sorry, it's so stressful to make this jump. <laughs> Advice appreciated. Reed, I don't know when you're going to hear this, unless you're barreling <laughs> through episodes in rapid succession. Um, but I would say, um, go for it. It sounds like with the good sperm quality and the decent quality eggs and you being 33 years old, it sounds like there's a decent chance that a, 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 an IVF doctor looking at all of your, uh, previous test results can come up with a protocol that will, uh, give you a good shot. It's never a thumbs up. It's going to happen for you, but it certainly seems like it's worth a try. Yeah, I agree. So, that's our advice, Reed. I don't know when you're going to get our advice. It's going to be a very long time. (laughs) Uh, Now, there's a voicemail. Which one? Change Doctors. Ah, yes. Hi, Dory and Matt. I'm glad I finally got the right number. Um... I wanted to say that I really enjoy your podcast. I had looked up uh, comedy and IVF in my podcast app and did not expect to get any hits. Um, The first one I got was only five episodes long, which was disappointing because obviously an infertility journey lasts much longer than five five podcasts. But uh, then I saw that yours has like a hundred episodes, so I was really excited to um, try it out. So thank you. I think it's so great. Um, I don't want any spoilers, and I'm only at episode 10. Jesus. So my comments and or questions might be I love all these new listeners. At where you are right now, um, because I don't know, but here goes. <laughs> um, I would definitely suggest, uh, so in this last episode, you were talking about whether or not to see another reproductive endocrinologist for a different doctor. I definitely think that's a really good idea if uh-huh. you're finding that who we you're using isn't working for you, um, because otherwise you're just wasting time. We are now at the point where we've... It's like talking to a time traveler. Donor yeah, it's and, cool. <laughs> um, I wish that I hadn't wasted time before trying other things. Um, also, uh, because you talked about this in the last couple of episodes, I am definitely one of those people who listen to podcasts just to hear other people talking to each other. Drives my husband crazy. Uh, Usually I listen to podcasts about um, people talking with each other about their favorite murders. So this is something different. We're familiar. Um, My question for you is about acupuncture. Um, There appears to be a lot of correlation um, to some better pregnancy outcomes, but... um, I guess I'm just, I, I really like Western science because that's sort of, um, that's my, that's what I grew up in. Yeah. So I think that it's the placebo effect and I want to believe in it because it seems to be a strong placebo effect and placebo effects can be obviously very successful. Studies have shown that. 
Um, but I wanted to know what your thoughts were on this because I'm trying to believe in it. Um, I'm doing it. Uh, I'm at the point where I just consider my acupuncturist my relaxation coach, and that's working um, yeah. pretty well. But anyway, your thoughts on that would be great. All right. Thanks for the show. Bye. I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head there at the end. Yeah. I mean, think of it as just some scheduled downtime. Scheduled you can't, downtime. Like, you can't, going through this, you can't drive yourself, uh, you can't run yourself ragged. Yep. And if you don't ever take time for you, then, then you will. And you'll have a panic attack in New York. Yep. That's just what will happen. You might get migraines. <laughs> also, a thing that might happen. Um, I, I am also of the mind, like with acupuncture, of like, it can't hurt. Yep. So, why not do it? Um, you could also try this great app called Simple Habit. Honestly, yeah. So, um, yeah, but good luck to you. And good luck uh, catching up on our last 80 episodes. All right, I'm going to read this one from Tristan. And be very jealous of it. Here we go. Longtime listener, first time emailer. I'm a 30 year old man, and my wife and I fortunately did not have to go through IVF to conceive because of this. I do not have much to add to the weekly conversation, but I've been on this trip with you since episode one, laughing, crying, and learning along the way. Your candor is refreshing and much appreciated. Here we go. Here's what it is. Okay, I'm ready. The purpose of this email is to say thank you to me, Matt Myra. <laughs> About a year ago on the podcast, he outlined his new fitness regimen. At the time, that was my new fitness regimen, where he'd started uh, going to track uh, food in my fitness pal, wake up before work and do DDP yoga. God, I, I do miss DDP yoga. You could still do it. I know. I heard this episode, and within a couple of days of stepping on the scale and being my heaviest, I've never been at 270, I said to myself, well, if Matt Meyer can do it, I can do it. Guess what? I couldn't do it, apparently. Uh, in the weeks that followed, uh, the strategy did not pan out for Matt, but I just wanted to express gratitude because it did work out for me. A year later, I'm down 100 pounds. Oh my God. Uh, have been through two and a half full wardrobes, uh, and I'm in better shape than I've ever been. Just yesterday, I went through my closet to purge clothes that no longer fit. I found a sweater I bought when I was 14. I imagine most people, uh, remember themselves at 14, uh, as being in good or better shape than they are now, I tried it on and I was swimming in it. I have never been into sports or fitness, but I tried out the routine Matt outlined. <laughs> of course, my stuff works for other people. Uh, the first time in my life, I found something that worked for me and continues to work for me. The positive effects that this had in all aspects of my life cannot be understated. My physical and mental wellness are better than ever. And for the first time in my life, I have a reasonably healthy relationship with food. Wow. So, just one time, I wanted to say thank you to you both. I know things have been rough as of late. We seemingly, uh, with seemingly nothing good coming your way, but with every episode, I truly believe you are helping listeners with a number of issues, whether they relate to IVF or not. Tristan, well, Tristan, you, you taught Tristan to fish. You just fucking nailed it, dude. Good job. Uh, this last email. What do we got? Um, I think. We'll just play this last voicemail. Okay. And then I think we'll wrap it up. Okie dokie. It's a, called Breakfast Food, everyone. Yep. Dory's titled the voicemails for the first time ever. Howdy, Matt and Dory. This is Jared from Kansas City. I know we talked a lot about babies on this podcast, but here's a random question. What's your favorite breakfast food? I know Matt loves breakfast burritos, but I Dory, I want to hear your details. Thanks. 
Love your podcast. Hopefully I'll hear about breakfast soon. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that was a great, that was probably the best voicemail. I'm sorry, everyone. That was the best voicemail of the day. That's why I wanted to end on it. Um, you know, I think that my favorite breakfast food is French toast. Really? Yeah. I would never have thought of that for you. Really? I don't, I, well, I feel I don't, like I've seen you order it once. I don't eat it very often because it's not very filling. Like, there's no protein in it. Right. Well, there well, is there eggs. there is eggs, yeah. But usually when I eat French toast, I feel hungry like an hour later. Mm-hmm. But it, it's delicious. Yeah. I think it's my favorite. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, I love French toast. Remember when we were in Palm Springs a couple years ago? And I really wanted like diner French toast. Yeah. And it was disappointing. Yeah. I'm sorry it was disappointing. Yeah. You could have made it. Oh, you know, I also really, those Dutch pancakes at Elmer's, I really yes. like. Dory likes a Dutch pancake with a little lemon and some butter oh, on there. Some so powdered good. sugar. Or like a blintz. I guess I like something doughy. That's why you're married to me. Yay. Unlike Tristan. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Glad it worked. Uh, okay, guys, that does it for this week. If you find listening to names not to be your thing, you don't have to keep listening, but the people that do support the podcast need to have their names read because we appreciate them and we want everyone to know. Uh, you can support us on Patreon. Uh, get up to two bonus episodes per month. It's patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Big thank you to all of our supporters at the $5 level and above. Guess what? You get your name right on the podcast. You also get the back catalog of Patreon episodes if you support us there. Uh, so thank you to all of our new supporters. You're going to get your name read on next month's episode. We're going to try to read these faster. Uh, so people who have contributed on PayPal recently, and we'd like to thank them as well. Uh, Moira, uh, do we know if they want their names read, their full names read on? Oh, I just assume they did. Uh, Maybe just read their first names. Yeah, and if you want your last name, hit us up. Uh, Mariah? Mariah. Yeah. Mariah, Catherine, Holly, Emily, and Donner. Donna. Donna. Why did I say well, Donna? You said it like a Bostonian. Like, way to go there, Donna. <laughs> uh, thank you, guys. Uh, and now the Patreon supporters. Lauren Schultz, Valerie Anderson, Danny Cav, Melanie Bronbeck, Lauren, Aaron Andres, Kareen uh, Lee La- Labrie, Mary Messick, Ellen Marid, Amanda uh, Lanceter, Jane Kalati, Greer Watson, Tiffany Stevens, Jenny Gagas, Ryan Solo, Jane Callahan, Sandy Barry, Brenna Mulvaney, Christine McHugh, Lisa Ponder, Melanie Purcell, and Katie Fiorelli. Thank you guys for supporting us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of this here show. Tune in to find out if our transfer is still a go. Yep. Uh, and see how I sound at 35. Talk to you next week. Go, 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 go